for the Lordship of Jesus Christ, that truly you are the light of the world. And God, when we find ourselves in a dark place, you shine brighter to let us know that you are the only true light. Forgive us of our sins, sanctify us, open our ears, eyes, and hearts to your word, comfort and strengthen, build us up where we're torn down, strengthen us where we're struggling, and we'll be so careful to give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Praise his name. Praise his name. God is an awesome God. Praise the Lord. The way the word is constructed, it does not wait until we totally understand. It does not wait until we have totally experienced. It does not wait until we are totally persuaded. The way the word is designed is for us to believe without seeing. To call things that be not as though it already was. That's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we praise God for what we cannot see. The Lord is good. This morning I want to direct your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And for the next two or three weeks I'll be dealing with the word standing. Standing. Standing in spite of our sin. Next week, standing in spite of our struggles. Standing in spite of our strife. Still standing. Verse 4 of chapter 1, I'm going to read down to verse 6. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given to you by Jesus Christ that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. A contradiction in our call. A contradiction in our call standing in spite of our sin. The life of the believer in Jesus Christ is a combination of critical connections of communion and conflict from our past, our histories, our hurts, our mental hindsights, and the camouflages and contradictions in our present as we try to conform to the image of Christ, as well as a God-given continuance to our future. That is... When you read through the Word of God, don't, don't ever think that the writers, the 40 writers of Scripture, displayed biblical characters as people who initiated through themselves victory. No such animal. Our job is to make ourselves available, believe in God, and then God's job is to do the rest. 
when David, when David, when David used the slingshot, you know, when David, when the flip, when the, when, when the Philistines was coming over the hill and they had a nine foot giant called Goliath who defied the armies of Israel and Saul was tall. He's about seven feet. Saul said, I'm not going out there to fight him. And little ruddy boy that raised sheep called Goliath an uncircumcised heathen. We cannot let him defy our God. And David told Saul he didn't want to wear his armor, so he took his slingshot. And he had five smooth stones, one for Goliath, four for his brothers. And David slung the slingshot. And the Bible says the smooth stone hit Goliath in his forehead and he fell back. And then David chopped his head off. But if you think it was David's aim that knocked Goliath out, you out of your mind. David just put himself in a position for God to do the rest. It was God that led that stone into the forehead of Goliath. Do I have a witness? And, and in your life and my life, God only wants you, amen, to make yourself available. And, and, and to believe him, take him at his word. And God does all the guiding. God does all the directing. God, God has a finished product. Do I have a witness? And, and, and see, what happens, we become confused as we fight by faith and really don't understand our personal feelings. That um, this letter to the Corinthians is the wisdom of God over the wisdom of the world. That the Apostle Paul was writing to this church at Corinth who was in contradiction to their call. They were carnal, they were messed up, they, they had party spirits, meaning they were politicians, they were competitive, they were corrupt. It, it, was, a, it was a defiled church because they worshiped the goddess called Aphrodite, which was a goddess of immorality. They actually mix worship and immorality together. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, they, they, they were a defiled church, but they were a divided church. Um, they were divided in the sense that they followed different personalities instead of Christ. Yeah, they were a disgraced church, and... Paul, Paul comes along and gives us the historicity of this church in Acts chapter 18. Now, the reason that we have so many opinions, different opinions about the Word, is because people don't study the Word the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't compare Scripture with Scripture. They don't handle the immediate context. They just pull out a juicy scripture and, and try to go all over the place with it. Uh, the, 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 the first thing you got to do is understand that the word is God-breathed without error from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And although God superintended man's personality, man had nothing to do with the final write-up. Can I get a witness? God used their personalities to write. But you've got to understand that there's got to be an observation of the Word. Uh, and, and, and when you have an observation, meaning you keep reading the same scripture over and over, and then the observation leads to interrogation, that's deep study time where you're grammatically and uh, uh, historically and literally uh, looking at everything. And then when you've had observation, interrogation, only then can you pull out application. 
The reason we can't apply the word is because we don't know the word. We don't know the word because we're not spending time in the word. We'd rather go get a commentary and open it up and see what some other man is saying and then use that as truth. No, no, you got to get into the, the biblios. And, and, and the problem is that the book of Acts written by Luke, and Luke is in the first person in Acts, the book of Acts is never, and it's not a doctrinal book, it's an historical book. This is, it's, it's the history of the new church. So in chapters, in, in, listen, listen, in, chap, in chapter one, Jesus is talking to his disciples post-resurrection. Jesus gets on the cloud to go back to glory, and he tells them, go into the city and wait, wait at, amen, Jerusalem for the coming of the Spirit. And, 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 and if you read chapter 1 closely, uh, amen, you'll see that Jesus tarried with them for 40 days. He was with them for 40 days doing miracle signs and wonders. This is post-resurrection, after his resurrection. And then he says, go in Jerusalem and wait for the Spirit. And, and you say, well, how long did they tarry? How long did they wait? I can tell you how long. They weren't waiting for the Spirit. They were waiting for the calendar. Because after Passover, which is the cross, comes Pentecost, which is 50 days after Passover. You do the math. If he was with them 40 days... Then they only got to wait 10 days, and then the Spirit hit at Pentecost and Glossolalia. They start speaking in other languages from men that were there at Pentecost from all around the world. And they heard the gospel in their own language. It's right there in the scriptures. Chapter 4, Peter starts preaching. Chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira saved people who lied to the Holy Ghost got killed. Yeah. Chapter 6, deacons were installed. Or what we believe are deacons, servants. And, and, and when you go through Acts, you see, you get to chapter 15, they have this great council at Jerusalem concerning circumcision and and James, the half-brother of Jesus, the pastor of the church of Jerusalem, and all the apostles had something to say, and then James had the last say-so. He said, this is what we're going to do, this is what we believe. Then when you get to chapter uh, uh, 16, Paul, on his first missionary journey, it started in chapter 13, you hang in there with me, Paul and Silas are going one way, the Spirit forbade them to go and turned them around and he saw a vision of a man from Macedonia saying, come over and help us. And so in chapter 16, he went into a place called Philippi and established the church of the Philippians. So any historicity I need to know of the Philippians doesn't come from the book of Philippians, it comes from Acts 16. Then in Acts 17, he went to Thessalonica, Athens in Greece, Chapter 18, Corinth. Chapter 19 and 20, Ephesus. Every church in the New Testament had its beginning in the book of Acts. It's historical. Do I have a witness? And, and, and the word Corinth really in the Greek means drunkard. That these people, amen, the, these people were lewd, they were loose, amen. They, they, they were weak, they were full of fears, they, 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 they were passionate, but they were perverted. They were saved, but they were soiled. They were confident in their flesh, but they was in conflict with their faith. And in AD 56, as Paul is writing the book of Romans, he's looking out the window at Corinth. Chapter 118, for the wrath of God. He's watching all kind of sin and he's talking about the righteousness of God for the Romans. When we look at this backdrop, it is interesting that Paul begins to approach this book in a peculiar way. The etymology of the word or the prefix con, C-O-N, denotes contradiction. It, it means to be opposed or to be amen, adverse to. That contradiction and amen, contrariness, um, conflict, uh, all, all of these different um, adverbs that 
help to explain to us uh, the things that these particular Corinthians went through, the contempt, amen, and, and it closes out with the confoundness that when we look at these particular things of this church at Corinth, these, these people, amen, were again saved but soiled. Now, I know we cannot always accept everything through the avenue of our feelings, but we must accept it by faith. So, so Paul begins first with the contradiction of our call. There, there, there is, amen, there, there is a blamelessness, but there is a bunch of people who are bothered. Paul called, kaleo, Greek word, called out to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sothenes, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them, here it is, that are sanctified, set apart, made perfect in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Now, now, now stop. Uh, here, here's some things that Paul brings out that anybody that's saved is sanctified. Sanctified is past tense, set apart, just as if you never sinned. Now, uh, uh, the, the problem comes in because uh, the Bible talks about two do totally different perspectives that the church needs to understand that positionally, because of the fact that Jesus died and rose from the dead, that we have positional sanctification. We, 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 are, we, are, we are placed, placed in Christ. Amen. The preposition in, placed in Christ, placed in Christ. That is, there's two things that Jesus does with the believer. There's 55 things that happen automatically, simultaneously, without you feeling or hearing them. Hanging there with me. This is me. That is, we are baptized. Baptizo means to be identified. We are baptized in and with Jesus. That, that is God, listen to this, God placing us in Christ. Placing. Ain't no tongues, ain't no running around the church, ain't no spitting up, ain't no doing push-ups. Uh, God just, because we have believed his report, we believe that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. He's the Son of God, God the Son. God takes us and places us in Christ. Now, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things <laughs> are passing away. Now, 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 I didn't give up my cigarettes. I didn't stop. I didn't stop cussing. I didn't stop partying. But I, I've already been placed on my belief. We are saved by grace through faith and nothing else. We have been placed in Christ. The second thing God does is he not only places us in Christ, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, has nothing to do with water. Let me pause. Ain't nothing in the water. You go down to dry sand, you come up a wet sand. I ain't baptized nobody that came out of the water and say, I knew you wet. It's, it's an identification code. When you go under the water, yeah, that represents the death and burial. When you come out of the water, it represents the resurrection. Baptizo, identification. We have been placed in Christ, and then God takes the Holy Spirit and places him in us. That's called the baptism. I mean, that's called the indwelling. So now I'm in Christ and the Holy Ghost is in me. And no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Do I have a, you, you don't have to pray for that. You, you, you don't have to placate. That's automatic when we get saved. 
Uh, we, we, we are blameless, we are sanctified, we are set apart, we are cleansed, we are elected, we, we are saved, we are seated in heavenly places, we are perfect in Christ, we are secure in Christ. That's our positional sanctification. The moment I believe, I'm just as perfect as Jesus in my position. And you know what the problem is? They don't even teach this in most churches. You got to walk with God. You should walk with God. You got to turn away from sin. You should turn away from sin. You should come out of the world. You should come out of the world. But ain't going to do it what I'm talking about. This stuff is positional. Only God can do it. And see, the contradiction is the church had a it had a positional perfection and sanctification but in this practice say practice they were polluted and look what he says hanging there with me they were sanctified verse 2 they were called to be saints now kaleo is the word for called and it means they were saints by calling Catholicism teaches that if you do good works and do a couple of miracles, that one day somebody recognizes you as a saint. No, we're saints by calling. We were called to be saints. Lord have mercy. You're not saints because you live good. We're called to be saints. We're called to be saints with all and in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord both theirs and ours and grace precedes peace grace and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ now if you're not careful we can contradict the calling because in my position I'm perfect but if my life is raggedy down here my practice I'm messed up but my practice has nothing to do with my position. Oh, y'all get this on, get this on. And, 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 what, and, what, and what the Bible teaches, Lord have mercy, is that hopefully the longer I live and I grow in Christ, my practice will start to get close to my position. Jesus, 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 Jesus. See, see, I struggled when I got saved because none of this was taught to me. I, I came up the aisle, received Christ. I believed in God's word. I believed that Jesus died for my sins, was buried and rose again. And then when I got home Friday night, I still had the impulses of my flesh to sin. Are, are y'all going to say amen back here or what? I still felt like sinning. I still felt like doing the works of the flesh because that's all I knew. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so one is perfection, the other is progressive. It's called progressive sanctification. There is a contradiction. My God. The reason this doctrine is so important is not to give you an honest excuse. It's to give us a rationale for why it takes time to walk with God. Are y'all getting this? Hmm. There are some sins we can throw off immediately. There's other sins we struggle with for years. Are you getting this? Let me tell you why you struggle with those sins for years. Because they had a deep root in you. They had a deep root in you. And, and, and sin must become exceedingly sinful. You got to hate sin before God can move sin. And there are sins in my life I didn't hate. In fact, I loved them. Yeah. It's going to get quiet up in here. Now I'm dying. Some of y'all looking at me, I knew you wouldn't save. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
and, and, and so and so child of God there is a there is a contradiction in the call because uh, and, and, and listen and let me throw this qualifier out and this is deep too we who believe in Jesus are not hypocrites the word hypocrite means actor it is a presumptuous move that we're going to put on a mask and carry out a whole nother lifestyle. Most of us are messed up in our, by our wounds, in our walk, Lord have mercy, can I get a witness? And in our worldly wisdom. That's why we keep stumbling. Can I get a witness? So here we are in St. Matthew's through Deacon Elder Sherman Hopkins' wife teaching on marriage, but you'd rather look at divorce court. Well, of course you're going to hear a bunch of mess on there. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Don't get new up in the air. We let TV become the counselor. Well, if this don't work, just, you know, go get another one. That don't work. Trade them in. Get another one. That don't. Yeah, right. Jesus told the woman at the well. She, he said, "Go call your husband." She said, "I don't have a husband." He said, "You don't have five. And the one you shacking with now, he he's not your husband. You're working on six. Jesus understood that the woman was putting confidence in the flesh of a man." And when Jesus got finished with it, she went in the city, threw her pots away, and started screaming, Come see a man that told me all that I ever did is not this dark Christ. There, there's a contradiction. Ah, look, look at verse 4. I thank God always on your behalf for the grace of God which was given you by Jesus Christ that in everything, now don't miss this, you are enriched. We get our word plurocratic, plur, which means to be wealthy. You are wealthy by him. Amen. In all utterance, logos, in word and in all knowledge, God has already supplied you with everything to claim being wealthy in him. That in everything ye are enriched, verse 5, by him in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift. You're so educated, you're waiting for the coming of Christ, who shall confirm to the end that ye may be blameless. See, that, that was Paul's argument in Romans. We dealt with it last week. There's no condemnation. In chapter 8, verse 1, there's no frustration and there's no separation to them that are in Christ Jesus. So Paul says, what shall separate me from the love of God? Nothing. There's nothing that Satan can bring up, nothing that can happen in your life that can separate you from the love that God has for you. Hmm. Contradiction, but secondly... We are in a contrary or contrariness to our claims. And, and, and I want you to understand that this contrariness, and I'm moving, uh, is, is that, again, we are enriched, we are enlightened, we are enabled, we have the utterance of the logos, we have knowledge, we've been confirmed by gifts, we're waiting for the return of Christ, we're blameless. The, this contrariness that Paul is talking about Amen is something to do with his word and not our wounds. His word is reliable. Amen. And yet we walk around daily with wounds that counter the word. The word tells you that you're perfect. The wounds tell you you're messed up. The word tells you that you ought to have confidence. The wounds tell you, no, I'm, I'm still, amen, contrary within myself. That, that, that the word, the word exalts him, the wounds exempt him, and, 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 and the word brings comfort, but the wounds continually bring us confusion. There's a contrariness 
to our claims. I, I had to learn in Christ to just believe God and shut the door. It, the minute I look at myself, the minute I look at my weaknesses, the minute I look at my tears, my feelings, I'm in trouble. Can I get a witness? If God said it, that ends it. I believe it. Let's keep moving. Can I get a witness? God never deals with us in feelings. He deals with us in faith. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and when you understand the two dynamics of these two different ways of living, you will understand that when God is dealing with me in faith, it does not bounce back to what I feel. Sometimes I can feel low. Sometimes I feel despondent. Sometimes I feel like giving up. Sometimes I may feel like dying. But God says, who shall lay anything? I started, I'm going to finish it. He that had begun a good work in me shall continually do it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's why the Christian has got to stay in the promises. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't stay, amen, victimized. You can't stay feeling poor all the time. The promises is a tow truck. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light. You don't have to read no further in Psalm 27. You get up in the morning, the Lord is my light. Everything that comes at me from darkness, I'm going to rebuke and repel because the Lord is my light. He's my effervescence. He's, he's my light. That's on a Monday. The Lord is my light. Well, the kids are messed up. The Lord is my light. The marriage is in trouble. Well, the Lord is my light. The job is messing up. Well, the Lord is my light. He won't allow me to stay in darkness. He won't allow me to feel sorry for myself in darkness. The Lord is my light. Here comes Tuesday morning. Let me go back to Psalm 27 and my salvation. He's my deliverance. Can I get a witness? I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on Jesus to deliver me. I'm waiting on Jesus to pull me out. I'm waiting on Jesus to take me over. I'm waiting on Jesus to do what he needs to do. He is my deliverance. He's my salvation. Here comes Wednesday. Get back to Psalm 27. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even all of my enemies, came up against me, they fell. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, you got to keep talking to yourself. When a host came against me, they dissolved. Do I have a witness? See, God is on your side. I shall not fear. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? And when your strength dissipates, you got to go back to the promise maker. And when my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will. I wish I had a witness up in this place. The Lord will lift me up. Won't he lift you up? The minute somebody in your life that's dear to you is out of the way, Jesus steps in. He will lift you up. He will turn you around. He will plant your feet on a solid ground. He'll put a new song in your mouth. Even praise. Can I get a witness? In the Lord God.
there, there's a there's a there's a there's a contrariness when I become confused. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, 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 see. The book of Job and the book of Jeremiah and Lamentations, these men suffered a lot, and what they learned to do was they learned to have a sit down. They learned to consort with God. They learned to exchange their sufferings for his sufficiency. Do I have a witness? See, God wants us to dine with him. You know what dining is. It's when you sit at a table and the food is on the table. And after you bless the food, you say, Jesus... <laughs> Can I pass you my pain? And God, will you pass me your promises? Can I pass you my history and hurts? Can you pass me your healing? That's dining with the master. Can I get a witness? And child of God, when we start dining with Jesus, we'll find out that he knew everything. And we'll find out that he is healing everything. And we'll find out that he is our help in the time of trouble. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, and, and, and Romans 5 says, And tribulations will bring perseverance, patience, and patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope is not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in your hearts it means God's got a journey for you and in the journey there are going to be some ups and downs in the journey there's going to be some tears and some smiles but rejoice because God is going to give us healing power in the name of Jesus won't he give you healing power won't he bring you out won't he turn things around any worthy any worthy, any worthy to be praised. So Paul, Paul, Paul is talking about the contrariness of our claims. And in third, the conflict of our communion. Look at verse 19. I, I, I mean, verse, hang, verse 9, verse 9, and verse 9. I don't want to get to God is faithful and whom ye are called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now and I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus, that you all speak the same thing, one-mindedness, that there be no divisions among you. How can two walk together lest they agree? Now you people that are married, y'all got to agree on something. Talking about we go to the same church. You don't even come the same time. We, you got to agree on, you got to agree on something. I'm going to call for one Sunday that all married couples come in the same car. And half the parking lot will be empty. And I'm going to say, when you get in the car, I want you to pray all the way to the church. In the name of Jesus. No cell phone, no, no radio, just pray. Can I get away? Don't shut your eyes, but just pray. In the name of Jesus. We, a house divided cannot stand check it out this <laughs> this conflict Lord have mercy look at verse 10 real quick now I beseech you brethren by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that y'all speak the same thing verse 11 for it have been declared to me by the house of Chloe that there are contentions among you now this I say that every one of you say, now notice what causes the contentions are party spirits by personalities. Mm. Party spirits by personalities. I'm of, we, we are of Paul. You know, Paul was a bad boy. Paul was intellectual. Paul was on fire for Jesus. We are of Paul. Another one said, we are of Apollos. He's, our, he's the articulator. He's grammatically sound. He's intelligent. He's been to graduate school. 
And the others say, we are Peter. Peter walked with Jesus. Do I have a witness? No, notice the person. We should not be talking about Kent, Gordon, Green, Jones. We should be talking about Jesus. The minute people start getting behind personalities, it's demonic. What did they do for you? What can they do for you? Nothing. Can I get a witness? Y'all getting quiet up in this place. In the name of Jesus. This, 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 this text deals with, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Uh, and Paul says, I didn't baptize none of you. I'm glad I didn't, but uh, the household of Stephanos, verse 16. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Lord, have mercy. The good news. The get out of the hell doctrine. Can I get a witness? Uh, child of God, you, you and I got to understand that uh, the conflict in the church is a divide, is a division of wrong things. See, see, let me, let me, let me take now, in retrospect, I grew up in the church. I was made to go to church. In the 50s, authority was one way. Nobody had opinions. Not my house. Parents didn't ask you, do you feel like eating now? Dinner was at a certain time. And whether you were hungry or not, you sat at that table. Oh, these were the good old days. There's a curfew on our refrigerator. Front door and refrigerator. You couldn't come in at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night slinging that refrigerator over top of you making something to eat. Parents ain't play that. And, and when I used to sit at the table and my, and my mother, she served the food and I go, ugh. She said, you ain't hungry. That was it, Doc. You, listen, listen I, I, I have appreciation for that. Some of y'all looking at me saying, that sounds like prison. It was. But it made me respect authority. I learned how to take instruction. Uh, help me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I don't ever remember giving her phone about to anybody. That black phone was like the red phone in the White House. I ain't getting no calls on it. You ain't paying no bills, you ain't getting no calls. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And even though you didn't like what they had for dinner, you were still going to wash the dishes. In the name of Jesus. Boy, listen, listen. Here, here, here's what I'm, here, Lord have mercy, here's what, I'm, here, here's what I'm trying to say. I grew up in a church with auxiliaries, clubs, men's day, women's day, raising money, auxiliaries, bus trips, watching church folk get drunk on the bus. Deacons and preachers who were no longer deacons and preachers. I grew up in all that stuff. Had an old lady on the choir. She, be, she, she couldn't sing to save her life. She, she'd be up there. Somebody said, before service, she'd go in the back and take a little drink. And she, what kind of mess is this? What kind of mess? What kind of mess is this? I told you the organist went off and everybody was shouting. This is a Methodist church. Everybody was shouting. And the lady got in the middle of She danced and everybody looking at her and her wig fell off. And all the young people in the back, I said, let me look at her now. Watch this. And I mean, listen, different if it fell off and she had something to her. It was a bobby pin war. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing going on. You know, she... And she stopped shouting and picked up that wig and put that wig back on and started shouting all over again. I said, now what, I said, now what kind of mess? 
Now what kind of mess is this? Now, 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 now you laugh and you should, but you know what God was doing? God allowed me to witness all that with disdain. I had no idea he was going to call me the pastor. So when he called me the pastor, I said, ain't none of that going on in here. Tom. In here, your wig fall off, keep running. In the name of Jesus. We, we find, we love the Lord. I saw so much hypocrisy, it was sickening. It was sickening. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? Lord Jesus. There, there was a contrariness to the claims. Mm. And, and, there, and there will be a contrariness to some of our claims. Yeah. It's part of this dual nature that we have on the inside. Paul said, with my mind, I serve the law of God. But in my flesh, the law of sin. Do I have a witness? See, we're sinning saints. We're saints saved from hell. And we're sanctified progressively. Do I have a witness? Uh, 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 so, 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 child of God, there's no such thing as lordship salvation, which some prominent theologians teach. And if you say, I believe in lordship salvation, that when Jesus becomes your savior, he becomes your lord, without some progressions, you got problems. Amen. Why? Because you didn't get rid of everything when you got saved. You're still struggling after you save. You're still sinning after you save. Do I have a witness up in the house? And then you got problems with 1 Corinthians 3, where Paul calls them carnal. There are no carnal Christians in lordship salvation. You're either all the way in or you're all the way out. That ain't even biblical. Can I get a witness? Y'all getting quiet on me. So, 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 child of God, when we begin to look at, and, and listen, these theologians mean well. Yes, 1 John says, and he uses in a continuous tense in the Greek, that those who are saved cannot sin. 1 John 3. And the word sin means they cannot habitually stay in sin. That's what it means. We can't habitually do everything we did in the world. We can't habitually uh, 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 put our fists up in God's face. We can't habitually sin if you're saved. That's what that means. Well, I'm going to teach. So people who psych themselves up that they're fine, they're not fine. Do I have a witness? You, you got to lose the impulse and the attraction for sin. And the only thing that can help you to lose that is the Word of God. Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. The conflict. And boy, we in some conflict. We experience some conflict. Yes, we do. And some of these denominations don't help. Can I get a witness? Praise the Lord anyhow. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. No, slow up your praises and let God have your pain. Stop trying to hype everything. Everything's not hype. Do I have a witness? I, I, was, I was telling them this morning, I don't mean no harm, but I, uh, you know, I grew up in South Philly. I'm, you know, I come from the streets. Now, I was in the military and all, but I, come, uh, I saw a lot of street stuff. And it's interesting because 
in South Philly on Broad and Lombard Broad and Pine, there's a, there was a big clinic down there on Broad Street. Now, we who live down there know anybody coming out of that clinic got venereal disease. Because that's what they did there. They treated venereal disease. Uh-huh. Tetracycline, penicillin, they treated So I pulled up one day, brother coming out, hey, I said, what's up with you, man? He said, ah, I got high blood pressure. I said, all right, blood pressure. (laughs) I said, you got pressure in your blood, all right. (laughs) On 21st and Washington Avenue, 7 o'clock in the morning, black and white, Puerto Rican, everybody. There's a long line of people getting their methadone. How you going to stand in line for methadone talking about, I ain't got no problem with drugs. Well, why are you in line? Get out of line. See, 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 what, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, your, word, your wisdom don't match your words. Can I get a witness? Uh, child of God, when you begin to look at what Paul is saying forth, there's a contempt in us of the cross. Look at verse 18. I got to go. For the preaching, Caruso is the Greek word for preaching, for the preaching, so stop, let me stop, Paul's apart. When Jesus died, and they put him in a grave, First Peter 3, you can see it when you go home, says he went to preach to the spirits in hell. That's right. Caruso is the Greek word. He didn't go to preach to human beings, he preached to the spirits. But wait a minute, what spirits? I'm glad you asked. Those that kept not their first estate. They were locked away in Tartarus in Genesis 6. Can I get a witness? They're scorpions in Revelation 9. They're going to be loose and they ticked off. They've been, they've been in chains a long time, but God locked them away because they cohabitated. They tried to demonize seed and amen. Uh, before the flood, God put them away. So Jesus is in hell preaching to the spirits. I told you so. When you decided to follow Lucifer who became Satan, I told you so. Because Lucifer took one third of heaven with him. Didn't he do it, saints? They're called fallen angels. And the elect angels stay true to God. Do I have a witness? And they already know they're going to burn in hell's fire. Can I get a witness? You know why they're going to burn? You know why angels can't be saved? Because they rejected the fullness of his glory. That's why, that's why, that's why. And Jesus came to die for human beings, not for spirits. Do I have a witness? Child of God, child of God. uh, The cross, for the preaching of the cross, the cross is to them that are perishing foolishness. Mm. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. There's something about that cross, Doc. Something about that cross. You got people in the world talking about, I don't want to believe in that Jesus. He's he on the cross nailed and bleeding and sweating and crying and weak. I don't want no Messiah like that. Well, uh, child of God, uh, you cannot judge him from Good Friday. Every Good Friday has an Easter morning. Can I get a witness? And my Bible says that he died. Didn't he die, preachers? He died for their sins. He died for our sins. He died when he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and said, it is finished. Didn't he die? He died when he said, Father, into thy hands, I commit my spirit. They know not what they're doing. Father, he, he died at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then the religious leaders said, we got to get his body down before 6 o'clock, which is the Sabbath day. We, we got to get rid of him. We got to bring his body down. They took him down and they, they wrapped him up and they put him in a grave. Then they put him in a grave. But early on Sunday morning, he, he got up with all power. Did he have all power? He didn't have some power. He had all power. All power in heaven and in earth and under earth. He had all power. You don't have any illness that he don't have power for. 
You don't have any sickness that he doesn't have power for. You don't have any uh, harm that he doesn't have power for. He's got power to raise us up and he's got power to turn us around and he's got power to plant our feet on a solid ground. It's foolishness. It's foolishness. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Verse 30, uh, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the dispute of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to take a no good streetish sinner like Raymond Gordon. I'm going to take somebody that was messed up and still messed up, hooked up and crooked up, and I'm going to put my spirit in them. <laughs> and I'm going to give them my word. <laughs> and I'm going to let them preach, and I'm going to add power to their preaching. And the preaching's going to draw folk. Uh, preaching going to save folk. Uh, preaching going to help folk. Uh, do I have a witness? Because to me, preaching, this is God talking, preaching is foolishness. Can I get a witness? God says, I could, by fiat, I could just automatically say, you're enlightened, you're saved. But I choose to preach at them. I choose to put teachers in the body. I, I choose to put exhorters in the body. I choose to put counselors in the body. I, I choose to take no good men and women and use them to my glory. I choose, amen, to fill them up with my Holy Spirit and keep them coming at you. And every time you have a need, that gift begins to circulate uh, some wisdom to you. That gift begins to give you provision. That gift begins to give you power. That gift begins to give you persuasion. Uh, can I get a witness? So therefore, the church ought to be hungry to get to church. So they can hear the word of God. So they can hear the teaching of God. They can hear the logos of God. They can hear the comprehension of God. They can hear the knowledge of God. They can walk with God. They feel warm with God. They can worship God. Can I get a witness? And their worship will be a healing deep on the inside. Can I get a witness? So God says, uh, uh, there's contempt for the foolishness of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. It's a sign, a miracle to the Jews, a stumbling block to the Greeks. But as we close, there's a confoundedness of God's choices, 27 and 29. But God, say, but God. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and have chosen the weak, beggarly things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, the base things of the world, verse 28, and the things which are despised he has chosen, yeah, to bring to naught things that are. Do I have a witness? Uh, child of God, I'm closing, but you see how God chooses things. You see how God channels things. Can I get a witness? See, God is deep. God takes a nobody. And he fills them with his word. Can I get a witness? Until they become a somebody. And then he sends them out to talk to everybody. Can I get a witness? When you have spent some time with the master, can I get a witness? You got something to say up in this place. I was a sinner sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shores. And the reason God can't get the glory is because you and I won't tell the whole story. Uh, do I have a witness? I'm bringing it on in now because we, we see the choice, the channel, but look at the celebrity. I want you to see this, that no flesh, verse 29, should glory in his presence. This is why God says, I do what I do the way I do it. I don't want any man ever standing up uh, like Lucifer taking my praise again. 
I don't want any man taking my glory again. I don't want any man or woman, amen, uh, becoming the glimpse for God's people. Do I have a witness? Child of God that no flesh will glory in his sight. And child of God, my job is to build a bridge from you to Jesus. Not a bridge from you to me. You don't need to call me at night. I'm watching football. You, you don't need, you don't need, you don't need. Now you can call me, but we ain't going to stay on the phone long. Do I have a witness? I told him this morning, I don't mind Gary Tunstall calling me because Gary's real short. Pastor, just a minute. All right, Gary. And the good thing about cell phones, uh, your name shows up before I talk to you. Do I have a witness? I, I, I don't want no long breath person calling me. Do I have a witness? Don't worry, Marcus. I ain't talking about you. The fact of the matter is. I don't want somebody getting on the phone talking about the blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. I know that. Oh, what a foretaste. I know that. Of glory divine. You should have came to church today. I'm an heir of salvation. Purchase of God. Born of a spirit. Watch today. I don't need you doing a sermon. I, I, don't, I really don't need you matriculating through 66 books. I don't need you to remind me what the psalmist had to say and, 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 and what the proverb says. And I, I don't need to know what Isaiah had to say. Can I get a witness? All I need you to do when you call me up is say, Jesus. And once you say Jesus, healing takes place. Once you say Jesus, we ready to shout. Once you say Jesus, everything will be all right. Can I get a witness? Child of God, we are contradictory to the call. But we're standing in spite of our sin. In spite of our being messed up. In spite of us being hooked up. In spite of us being crooked up, God has done something so that we're coming out of this. We're going to stand strong like an army. Great is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Satan can hit us from the left and to the right, but I will stand in the sight of it all. In spite of my sin, I will stand in spite of what Satan throws. I will stand in spite of what you have to say about me. I will stand. The Lord is. The Lord is. The Lord is my light. In your light. In the able. In the able. In the able. He's able. To keep you from falling. Let's stay on our feet tonight. Praise his name. Standing in spite of my sin. Next week, standing in spite of our struggles. Listen to this. Thank you, Jesus, that I can stand through it all. In spite of my sins. Thank you, Lord. You've been so good. If God should mark iniquity, who could stand? Our standing is because Jesus paid the price for our sins. Our standing is because he went to the grave and woke up, got up the third day with all power in his hands. Our standing is because he's at God's right side making intercession for the saints. We can stand in spite of our sin. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you want to be saved, just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Christ. He died for your sin, buried, rose again. He's God the Son and Son of God. Is there one you want to give your life to Christ or you want to join the church in Christian experience? Raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? Praise Jesus. Is there one? Is there one? Father, in the matchless, blameless name of the Son of God, thank you 
for causing us to stand in spite of our sinful makeup. You have perfected us from on high. You have ordained that we come out delivered. You have blessed us with your word. And God, as we leave this place, whenever your presence, help us not to try and look in. Help us to trust and look up from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. Dismiss your people with your choices, benediction. And God, teach us how to trust and not try. Trust and not try. Trust and not try. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. See you Wednesday. Have a great day. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you, boy. Love you, boy. Love you, boy. Love you, boy.